Amazon warehouse workers in Alabama are voting to unionize this month, which could make them the first Amazon warehouse union in the U.S. And their union drive just got a big endorsement from the president of the United States. Today and over the next few days and weeks, workers in Alabama and all across America are voting on whether to organize a union in their workplace. This is vitally important. Joe Biden posted a message on Sunday night to Twitter, of course, condemning anti-union propaganda and supporting workers' rights to choose to join a union. Unions put power in the hands of workers. They level the playing field. And there should be no intimidation, no coercion, no threats, no supervisors who confront employees about their union preferences. Joining me to explain why this is important, a really big deal here, uh, is Sarah Jones, staff writer for Intelligencer at New York Magazine. Hey, Sarah. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, first of all, what what did Joe Biden say on Twitter on Sunday night? This is highly unusual from a president of the United States. It's very unusual. And I think the most important aspect of, of what Joe Biden said on Sunday night was that he laid forth very clearly and very precisely the provisions of the National Labor Relations Act, which state that workers have the right to organize in the workplace. You should all remember, the National Labor Relations Act didn't just say that unions are allowed to exist. It said that we should encourage unions. So let me be really clear. It's not up to me to decide whether anyone should join a union. But let me be even more clear. It's not up to an employer to decide that either. The choice to join a union is up to the workers, full stop. And also that they are protected from coercive tactics on the part of their employers. And obviously that's been an allegation that the retail, wholesale, and department store union, which is trying to organize this this union in Bessemer, has levied at Amazon for months now. There's something very important that he didn't say as well, right? Right. He didn't single out Amazon, I think, as clearly as some people might have liked him to. He didn't mention them at all, right? He didn't mention Amazon at all or the specific vote. Right. I believe the tweet mentioned the state of Alabama. So if you knew what that referred to, then you understood what he was saying. But it didn't It didn't talk about Amazon. So it was really hard to read that as maybe sort of a more incisive check on the power of big tech. But even with that in mind, to talk about the National Labor Relations Act in that way was really important. So, so again, if you've got a sitting president of the United States coming out and giving a not explicit, but pretty implicit endorsement endorsing a union, trying to organize against a very, very big company. I don't think we've ever seen even this sort of like muted example happen before. Is, is there anything close in history that we've ever seen where presidents come out and said, I support this union in this fight? To my knowledge, no. Why do we think that Biden stepped out, period, and why in the way that he did, where it's clearly a, a, an endorsement for that union without an official endorsement for that union? He had certainly come under some pressure from the labor movement, which was really hoping that Biden was going to deliver on a promise to be an extremely pro-labor president. Um, one way for him to prove that was to say something about this incredibly consequential union drive in Alabama. But I think, to the pandemic has altered the landscape, obviously, in so many ways, but also for labor and also for Amazon in particular. You know, workers at Amazon warehouses across the country led walkouts, protesting safety conditions on the inside. And that really trained quite a harsh public spotlight on Amazon and its labor practices. Um, and it's difficult to ignore. I mean, you know, these problems are still going on. And, you know, I think that was a factor. 
Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, nascent organizing in in tech, and the the Amazon stuff outlets like ours and, and yours certainly pay attention to. I do wonder if if it's pierced much public consciousness, though. People are have a lot of stuff to, to occupy themselves with over the last year, and overall, what, just where what's the state of of unions in the U.S.? Um, if you're in digital media and follow this stuff, I think you think there's a big wave of union organizing going on. But if we pull back, what's what's the status of, of unions and unionized work in the U.S.? Well, it varies. You know, in some fields, there really has been a wave of union organizing in journalism, for example. But overall, the state of the labor movement in the U.S. is very, very difficult. We have low union density, which just means that we don't have a lot of people in the U.S. who belong to unions. It's declined a lot, um, quite significantly over time. We have particularly low density compared to other similarly developed countries. Uh, And that's because we have weak labor laws in this country. Um, some of them used to be stronger, and we have people have picked them apart over the past few decades. So now we have a, a labor movement that's sort of trying to revive itself and gain a foothold in new industries like tech and digital media, for example, and increasingly the nonprofit sector as well. And you are starting to see some success there. And I think that that is one of the reasons, actually, that Biden did come under so much pressure from the labor movement. It might be in a somewhat anemic state overall, but in some ways it is feeling emboldened. I found an interesting stat here from our colleagues at Fox, Emily Stewart and Ronnie Mola, who wrote that the total number of jobs represented by a union went down by 444,000 in 2020. But unions' share of jobs went up half percentage point because union workers were more likely to keep their jobs during the pandemic. Uh, Union jobs, according to to our colleagues here, is 12.1% of the country right now. Obviously, in in years past, it's been much, much higher. So what do you think that that Biden stepping in here will do? Do you think, first of all, that the Amazon workers are likely to actually unionize? It's certainly plausible. I, I mean, the, the union would not have come out and gone public with this drive if they didn't believe that they had a realistic chance at winning the election. I do think it will be tight. As for whether or not Biden is going to kind of dramatically change the outcome of the election, I really doubt it. At this point in the campaign, it's important to remember that we're talking about a mail-in election, just like you know many of us voted in November. And a lot of those ballots are already in the mail. If Biden had come out maybe a week, two weeks ago, perhaps things would be different. But that said, I I do think it's certainly a boost to organizers and to workers to know that they've got an ally in the White House. And if if we do have a single uh, warehouse in in Alabama that becomes a unionized Amazon warehouse, um, what are the sort of knock-on effects? Do we immediately see a wave of that across other warehouses, or is there something particular about Alabama that's that's going to make this a, uh, sort of a one-off? I do think that you will see other drives in, in other states. For example, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw the Amazon warehouse in Minneapolis, which has been a hotbed for a lot of protests during the pandemic and, frankly, before the pandemic. Um, that's a warehouse that I could see organizing a union. It's fascinating. I keep talking about this, but uh, you know, whenever Am- Amazon is always really pleased to show people the fact that they've got warehouses full of robot workers, <laughs> um, but it's not entirely staffed by robots, and that's the one section of their warehouses they don't show off, and they're not eager for you to to see or photograph. But they're very happy to show you the robots, um, and I can imagine they'd like to get the the full robot workforce as soon as they can. Sarah Jones is a staff writer for the Intelligencer at New York Magazine. Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. 